Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, February 6, 2019. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment and celebrity news on Liam Neeson, Christoph St. John, Bradley Cooper, Bow Wow, 21 Savage, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. 85 million adults in America have high blood pressure and are at risk of having a stroke or heart attack. You may not feel symptoms, but the results from uncontrolled blood pressure are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its High Blood Pressure Awareness Partners. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative, and that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will give you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain 1. That's T-H-A-T-S Entertain in the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14. Stiletto like the shoe. S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just go to T Jones Gibbs. That's T-J O-N-E-S G-I-B-B-S Right now the current temperature in the NY is a partly cloudy 46 degrees Uh, Before I get started with the show today I'd like to give a shout out to everyone that's currently listening to the show Via your computers or on on the phone lines Thank you for tuning in every Wednesday afternoon So how's everyone? Uh, You know, this week uh, How many of you guys saw the Super Bowl? Uh, I thought it was a real bore 
But, you know, the Los Angeles Rams weren't the only losers of the Super Bowl 53. You know, Sunday Big Game was, was a rating flop for CBS, with uh, viewership hit, hitting like a 10-year low. And the preliminary numbers from the Nielsen show, a 44.9 rating for the championship, and that was down 5% from last year, and the lowest Super Bowl rating in a decade. Uh, in 2009, the Super Bowl, I think it was uh, the one between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Arizona Cardinals, they only drew about 42.1. And the reasons for the diminished ratings were attributed to a number of things, you know, including football fans were sick of seeing the New England Patriots always winning. Um, and also, some blame the dullness of the, the lowest-scoring Super Bowl in history, while others attribute the disciple ratings to celebrities and activists boycotting the game in support of Colin Kaepernick. So, uh, Also, uh, Jesse Smollett, Empire Star, you know, last week he had that... Uh, a terrible thing that happened to him. He was assaulted last week, and uh, he performed in L.A. over the weekend, giving everyone the 411 on what really happened to him in Chicago that night. And he also even joked about being the gay Tupac Shakur. So he was just trying to let everybody know and inform everyone that, you know, you know, the media had certain things mixed up, and he wanted to give it to his fans straight. But uh, he's okay, and um, he's supposed to be continuing to shoot the the show soon. So, and uh, also, um, we lost a great, uh, talented actor. We're talking about soap opera actor Christoph St. John. Um, he, a rep at CBS, had confirmed uh, that today, matter of fact, right now as we speak, would be his final appearance on. Today's episode of The Young and Restless, uh, you know, he it was a sudden death. He was only 52 years old. Uh, today is the last appearance because, you know, uh, I know here on the East Coast, The Young and the Restless comes on at 12.30 p.m. Eastern time. So as we speak, this is his last appearance on the soap opera. Uh, everybody knows who's been a fan of the show, who's been watching for years, uh, that uh, St. John played Neil Winters on the soap operas. He's been playing this character since 1991. And, you know, the the network themselves, they wanted to honor the late actor's legacy with a special tribute during Young or Restless this coming Friday. So you, you want to check that out. Uh, also, don't forget this Saturday is uh, February 9th is my annual pre-Valentine Day show. Last week I said it was at 10.30 p.m. It's at 11 p.m. So if you don't have any plans and you're tired watching Netflix and chilling and you don't have anything to do, you just want to just relax, you take it easy, Give, keep me company. Tune in. It's my annual pre-Valentine Day show. Every year I do a music show where I play some of my favorite uh, songs from the R&B genre, a lot, you know, love songs and, and slow jams. So if you don't have anything planned for Saturday night, join me Saturday, February 9th for the annual pre-Valentine Day show. Also, Sunday night, February 10th, is the Grammy Awards. You, uh, Alicia Keys is the host for this year, so you want to check that out. We're going to be talking about uh, 
some of the uh, appearances of the show, of the Grammy uh, Awards show. And we're also going to be talking about uh, Bradley Cooper, who uh, he joked about having a death wish when it came to performing that, his hit song with Lady Gaga. So, And they're also going to be uh, performing that song live at the Oscars. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, also this week, we're also going to be talking about Hollywood icon Liam Neeson. I'm very disappointed. Uh, he was promoting his movie, uh, Cold Pursuit, and he confessed of having a, 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 a friend of his or a friend of the family uh, was uh, was raped, and she uh, told him that um, the person that raped her was a black man. And Liam Neeson came out and confessed that he wanted to uh, he was looking around, uh, trying to find any black man, and if any black man came towards him, he was going to just, he was ready to kill the man. And a lot of people are upset and are label him a racist. Uh, you know Liam Nielsen has started so many movies, you know, one of the most famous is Taken, and some people even joked about what he thinks this is. Is he just reenacting? Does he think his life is like the movies? But if he had acted upon it, he would be in jail. He would be committed. He would have been uh, charged with murder. And why he had to say a black man, you know, he could have just said, oh, I was on the lookout for any man, you know, but he had to make, you know, label that he was looking for a, a black man. Now, he went on Good Morning America saying that he wasn't a racist, but, we'll, you know, we'll talk more about that. So without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it! <laughs> All right. Well, Hollywood icon Liam Neeson is at the center of a firestorm after admitting in an interview that he once wanted to commit a racially charged murder after a family member revealed she was raped by a black man. Now, we're promoting his new film, Cold Pursuit, during an interview with The Independent, the 66-year-old actor, best known as the vengeful father in the Taken franchise, recalled the rape that occurred many years ago and how primal he felt following the assault. Nielsen described waiting outside of pubs with a, a kosh, hoping a, this was his quote, this was his words, quote, a black bastard would pop off and start an altercation so he could kill him. He then expressed remorse for how hateful the rape made him feel. His admission was rocked social media when many folks declared that he's a racist while others are coming to his to the actor's defense. It is also worth noting that Liam Neeson had a different reaction when white males were accused of rape. Now, you may recall when he sparked a backlash in 2018 when he said the sexual abuse allocation in the wake of the Me Too movement had turned into a witch hunt. It is unclear if Nielsen's latest remark will impact the release of Cold Pursuit, which hits theaters on February 8th. He has two other films scheduled for release this year, including Men in Black International. Now, here's the latest. The New York premiere 
of Liam Neeson's new film has been canceled after the actor confessed to seeking out a black man to beat up following the rape of his friend. Now, despite the explanation on TV, the producers of his new movie decide to scrap Tuesday night premiere. Liam, the uh, comments had outraged many people online, with some calling for his film to be boycotted and for the star to be stripped of his OB medal. You know, this is a man. I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Liam Nielsen. I like his music. Uh, music. I'm sorry, his movies, his action pack. It's 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 just full of punch, and he just brings it. Especially with the Taken franchise and with other movies he have done, uh, he also I even liked the movie which critics didn't give it a good review. I even liked it when he they redid uh, the A Team with him and Bradley Cooper, and I'm just so disappointed that he said this. And you know, I'm just really shocked. But you know what? You this just goes to show you what people are really thinking and a lot of people say it's about time that we need to talk about this even our favorite celebrities that we watch on movies and television they have some issues or they're just ignorant to the fact or they're just a little backwards so it's good that this has finally come to the light, but it's unfortunate because he, I'm pretty sure you know people who are a fan of Liam Nielsen who watch his movies are just Really disappointed that he's thinking this way, and you know, to be honest with you, most of his movies have uh, African American actors in the movie. The, the 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 last take, the Taken last Taken three had Forrest Whitaker in it. Um, I forgot the uh, man, the young man that was in the A Team. You know, he has starred with, you know, Viola Davis, the movie that she was in with the. They they wanted to seek revenge on their husband's death. He even he, she he played her husband in the movie. So, but he says he's not. He's not a racist. But a lot of people are labeling him because of the the his attitude towards uh, rape. Again, with the Me Too movement, when it comes to white people who uh, who committed the same crime, he's calling it a witch hunt. Whereas Somebody who's a close family member, if it would have been anybody else, would he have reacted the same way? Well, he said according to, on on Good Morning America, if, if it was anybody else, if any other race, he said he would have reacted the same way. So we'll see. Um, Christoph St. John, who starred in the daytime soap opera Young and the Restless, was found dead on Sunday. Yeah. Law enforcement sources said that one of St. John's friends went to check on him at the actor's home in San Fernando Valley and found his body. Now, police and paramedics were alerted and responded to the house, and St. John was pronounced dead on the scene. He was only 52 years old. Now, we're, uh, the media was told that there was no sign of foul play. However, one source said that alcohol might have played a role. Now, following the tragic news of actor Christoph St. John, unexpected death on Sunday, several celebs are paying tribute to the young and restless star, including his former co-star, Shamar Moore. Moore tell People uh, magazine about St. John, who, again, unexpectedly died at the age of 52 over the weekend. Now, um, 
he said that uh, this is what Shamar Moore and I follow Shamar on Instagram, by the way. He said that, quote, I'm raised an only child, but Christoph is truly the closest thing to a brother and a brother love and a brother mentorship that I ever know. Unquote. Now, according to TMZ, St. John had checked into UCLA Medical Center in January to treat depression related to his son's suicide that he was released within the last few days. St. John and Moore, they both starred in The Young and Restless, in which St. John played Neil Winters and Shamar Moore played his half-brother. Now, Moore recalled his early days on the long-running CBS soap opera, telling people that St. John was a strong support system for him. Um, he also credits Shamar also credits uh, Christophe for propelling his career, and St. John again death came two weeks after he mourned the loss of his son Julian, who struggled with mental illness and died by suicide four years ago at the age of 24. Now here's the latest: uh, his ex-wife. Christoph St. John's ex-wife is saying that the medical facility that held responsible for the son's death is once again to blame. Uh, LAPD confirmed that St. John uh, again was pronounced dead at the San Fernando Valley home after responding to a possible alcohol overdose and has since passed. And the investigation on the L.A. County coroner's offers, uh, they have said, meanwhile, uh, they're still under investigation. Meanwhile, Mia St. John, the late actress XY, who also a professional boxer, tweeted and deleted her outrage at La Casa Mental Health Hospital in Long Beach, where their 24-year-old son, Julian, committed suicide in 2014. Uh, this is what she tweeted early Monday morning. She said that, quote, that hospital killed our son, then my husband, that's what happened. They killed my family, unquote. In 2015, Christophe and Mia sued the facility. Uh, they contended that the facility did not provide enough care for their son, and they argued that they gave him access to the uh, plastic uh, bag that he used to uh, to suffocate himself. At that point, it was not clear if Mia is insinuating that Christophe died from the direct connection to the hospital or if she's claiming the loss of their son led to her ex-husband's tragic death. Uh, as of the report, police investigators have wrapped up their preliminary inquiries into the actor's death, and they will wait for an autopsy and possible toxicology before an official cause is given. Uh, Christophe St. John earned nine Daytime Emmy Awards and ten NAACP Image Awards while playing Neil Winters on the long-running CBS soap Young and the Restless. So sad, so sad. You know, people, celebrities who knew Kristoff had nothing but good things to say about him. He was just the coolest guy you ever want to meet. Uh, he just was there for people. He was always uh, showing. Uh, he's always, he was always there when people needed him. And it's just sad that someone like this has um, has died. So... He's definitely going to be truly missed. 
Uh, Bradley Cooper uh, is daunted by the task of taking the stage for a duet with Lady Gaga at the Oscars. Uh, The actor's uh, directorial debut, A Star is Born, will compete for seven awards during the annual ceremony, including Best Original Song for the film track Shallow, which Cooper has agreed to perform alongside Gaga, his leading lady, and he joked he must have a death wish for agreeing to sing live with the pop sensation. Cooper shouldn't be too worried, though, as his last performance with the Just Dance hitmaker was well-received by fans that quickly went viral. The moment took place during Gaga's Las Vegas residency show last month when Cooper emerged from the crowd to sing Shallow with the 32-year-old, and the 44-year-old couldn't be more thrilled about the positive response to their heartfelt performance. Now, Cooper is up for Best Actor honor for his turn as washed-up country star Jackson Maine, while Gaga earns a nod for Best Actress. The acclaimed drama is also in contention for the coveted Best Picture Prize. Jennifer Hudson, Kendrick Lamar, and SZA are also perform, are confirmed to perform songs at the 2019 Oscars. And a new person has been added to the fight against between Bow Wow and his girlfriend, Kiyami Leslie, words are that former basketball player Shaquille O'Neal is the reason behind while the rapper and the reality TV star brutally fought over the weekend. As previously reported, the altercation was stemmed from jealousy with Bow Wow getting mad to see Leslie hanging all over another man's body. Now get this, it is said that the identity of the man in question was Shaquille O'Neal who held a Super Bowl event called Shaq's Funhouse at his home, and reports stated that the couple was in attendance at the bash, which featured a performance by Migos. Now, according to the report, it was at the bash where the Let Me Hold You rapper suspected Leslie was flirting with the retired athlete. Both Bow Wow and Leslie was arrested on Saturday, February 2nd, and charged with battery following the altercation. And according to a police report, Leslie claimed that her rapper Bo hit her in the head, pulled her by the hair, dragged her from her bedroom, and told her to get the hell out. She also claimed to have broken three ribs during the fight. In his defense, Bow Wow stated that Leslie also attacked him. She reportedly threw a nightstand lamp at him when he told her to leave the house and put her bags by the door. The lamp fortunately missed him, but she still scratched his face. His attorney additionally claimed that the growing up hip-hop Atlanta star bit him on his side and spit on him while Bow Wow continually made efforts to avoid her. The case is still ongoing. So, yeah, if you haven't seen, there's a mugshot with Bow Wow with these scratches over his face, which was alleged by the lamp that uh, this young lady had threw at him. So, and attorneys for 21 Savage said that the rapper has no criminal convictions or charges and that ICE provided incorrect information to the press when he claims he had a criminal conviction. The 26-year-old Grammy-nominated star, whose legal name is Shaya Ben Abraham Joseph, was detained early Sunday morning after being accused of overstaying his visa. That's right. Everybody thought that 21 Savage was from Atlanta, Georgia, but come to find out he's a British citizen. Now, ICE reported that he was arrested as part of a target operation and a birth certificate obtained by Rudders suggests that Savage, who was taken into custody in Atlanta on immigration charges, was born in London. 
He reportedly came from Britain to America with his family as a minor. His lawyer confirmed that they that they overstayed their work visa in a statement Monday, but noted that his client was left without legal status through no fault of his own. 21 Savage could face a 10-year ban on re-entering the United States if he is deported. Now, uh, it's not clear on what way uh, 21 Savage was a crime victim, okay? Uh, They said that, um, according to the Huffington Post, the visa is reserved for victims of certain crimes who have suffered mental or physical abuse and are helpful to law enforcement or government officials. Uh, so we got we got to see what happens if he's going to really be deported. Right now we have uh, 24 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you are listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy jones Give where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. That's Entertainment broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern right here on BTR. And if you like the show, make sure you register as a listener. Click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain 1. That's T-H-A-T-S. Entertaining the number one. Like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash fastentertainment.radio. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, the number 14. And you can also follow me on Instagram at T. Jones Gibbs. Uh, speaking of 21 Savage, uh, Debbie Lovato is no longer on Twitter. The former Disney darling deleted her account from the social media platform on Sunday, February 3rd, after getting backlash for laughing at memes about 21 Savage, who was taken into custody by Immigration and Customs Enforcement agents for allegedly overstaying his visa. When news about the rapper, who is actually British and entered the U.S. illegally in 20, uh, 2005, hit the Internet, it subsequently became memes. While some made jokes about the deportation, some others found the fact that the rapper is British so funny that they couldn't help but turn it into a meme. Demi was among those people who laughed at the memes. And uh, she wrote on the blogging site, quote, so far 21 Savage meme has been my favorite part of the Super Bowl, unquote. It didn't take too long for people to start calling her out, including rapper Wale and Offset. Uh, Wale said, uh, quote, why is somebody freedom funny? I don't get the joke. A lot of people were sending you love, like, prayer is, prayers, etc. When people were making jokes about you at a rough time, a lot of people blessed up. Uh, responding to the criticism, Debbie tried to clarify herself and pointed out that she wasn't laughing at the fact that 21 Savage might face deportation. Uh, she said, if you're going to come at me for making a joke, try coming at me with some original, not involving drugs. And uh, she said that for your information, that she was laughing at not the fact that anyone is getting deported. Apparently, she was laughing at a meme where it showed uh, somebody writing, signing something with a feather pen. And when you think of that, you think about... Um, our ancestors here in the United States, the forefathers, rather, signing the Declaration of Independence with the feather pin, and that was one of the memes. So, 
Despite the clarification, people still criticized her. It prompted Debbie to delete her account before apologizing on Instagram stories. Uh, Fuller House is closing its doors. That's right. The popular family show, which served as a sequel to the Full House series, was renewed for what will be its final season. Netflix revealed in a teaser video on last Thursday. The minute-long clip features a montage of scenes from the first four seasons and ended with multiple cast members saying they were saving the best for last. It also noted that the fifth season of Fuller House will premiere this fall. The series, which premiered in 2016, centered on DJ Tanner, played by Candace Cameron Burr, raising her three young children with the help of her sister, Stephanie, played by Jody Sweden, and best friend, Kimmy, played by Andrea Barber, who also has a teenage daughter. Full House cast member Bob Saget, John Stamos, Dave Collier, and Lori Laughlin, Laughlin, also returned for the reboot. The original series ran for eight seasons from 1987 to 1995 and followed the Tanner family when DJ, Stephanie, and Michelle, played by Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, who didn't return for the Fuller House when they were kids. Uh, right now we have here uh, 30, about 28 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, another Hit comedy, see, uh, comedy hit show that's getting ready to end after their final season. Also, uh, Lindsay Lohan is urging Miley Cyrus to join her on the beach. I'll tell you more about it. And uh, the uh, Andy Cohen, he described that he has a new co-star in his life. I'll tell you who that is. And uh, Sam Lloyd, you know the actor who was popular on the medical sitcom Scrub? Well, he is battling cancer. And uh, BTS is coming to the 61st Annual Grammy Awards. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
Right now we got 23 minutes left remaining in the show That was new music by India Ari and That Magic Uh, Before we went to the break I was giving you the latest uh, rundown on um, uh, Lindsay Lohan And uh, also Speaking of, you know, we were just talking about uh, Fuller House is closing their doors after they're going to end their final season. Well, another comedy hit, Modern Family, they're getting ready to end after one final season as well. Uh, ABC bosses have confirmed that the international TV hit will wrap after its 11th season next year. 
The uh, Emmy-winning show stars Julie Bowen, Ed O'Neill, Ty Burrell, and Sofia Vergara recently agreed on a new deal securing a final season. And co-creators and executive producers Steve Levinson and Christopher Lloyd have also agreed to come back to a last run of a, at least 18 episodes. Uh, sources tell Deadline that some of the deals for the show's young stars like Sarah Hyland, Ariel Winter, Nolan Gould, and Rico Rodriguez were only signed in the last 24 hours, just before the announcement of the final season on Tuesday, February 5th. The show has picked up five Emmy winnings for Outstanding Comedy Series since it premiered on ABC on September 23, 2009. And the third season of Donald Glover's hit TV drama Atlanta has been delayed due to scheduling issues. Glover, who's also known as rapper Childish Gambino, is currently on his This Is America tour, and TV bosses have decided to postpone filming to let him finish and take care of other undisclosed personal issues. It is unclear when filming will resume, but the delay will make the show ineligible for this year's Primetime Emmy Awards. The acclaimed series has won a total of five. And Lindsay Lohan is urging Miley Cyrus to join her on the beach in Mykonos, Greece, after learning that the singer is a big fan of the reality show. The Mean Girl star launched her new MTV venture, Lindsay Lohan Beach Club, last month, and though the reviews were mixed, Miley was a huge fan, calling it the best show ever. Now Lindsay has invited the Wrecking Ball hitmaker to join her in the sun for a guest spot on the reality series, which chronicled chronicles the former child star effort to run her Lohan Beach House Club. The idea of Cyrus joining Lindsay on the show isn't too far-fetched. Last week, the 26-year-old tweeted a video of herself singing along to Lohan's 2004 song, Rumors. Meanwhile, Lohan admits she's having a hoot as a reality star. Now she's getting it at, at now she is getting used to conducting business and interviewing potential staff in front of the camera. And funny man Keaton Thompson and model-turned-TV personality Christy Teigen, they're adding... A talent show. Uh, they are adding talent show judges to their resume for a new comedy competition. The Saturday Night Live regular and lip sync battle co-star Christy, who is known for her dry humor on social media, will be joined by comedian Jeff Foxworthy for Bring the Funny. The reality series will feature various styles of comedy acts, each trying to win over the panel of judges for the chance to score a top prize of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Insecure star Amanda Seals has signed up to the show, uh, to host the show, and which will air on NBC. A launch date has yet to be set. And the story of The Walking Dead will continue for another season. AMC has announced that the apocalyptic zombie drama has been renewed for a tenth season. The renewal announcement was made on Monday, February 4th, via the show's official Twitter account. The show unveiled a video which featured the whispers before it was revealed that upcoming season 10 would arrive in October. Back in November of 2018, showrunner Angela Kang already hinted that she had been working on season 10. The renewal arrived prior to the show's season 9 mid-season premiere. The second half of the season will be focused on the Whisperers, the villainous group who wears the skins of walkers in order to blend in with the herd. They made their appearance in season 9 mid-season finale. The Walking Dead returns for the back half of season 9 on February 10th on AMC. And Stephanie Beatrice thought that Brooklyn Nine-Nine was over for good. 
The actress who played the tough detective, Rosa Diaz, in the cop comedy series, couldn't believe well, she couldn't believe it when NBC saved the sitcom shortly after it had been canceled by Fox. Now, Fox announced it had canceled the series after five seasons last May. A day later, NBC picked up Brooklyn Nine-Nine for its sixth season. The first episode on NBC premiered on January 10th. The Peacock Network ordered 18 episodes of the show's sixth season. Brooklyn Nine-Nine features an ensemble cast that also includes Andy Samberg, Terry Crews, and I also had the privilege of to interview three of the cast members, Melissa Fromero, Joe Lotruglia, and, uh, 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 and Chelsea Peretti, and Andre Brower. Uh, this, the series centers on this eccentric group of detectives who work at the NYPD 99 Precinct. Now, meanwhile, Patrice later filmed the Lego Movie 2, Hits Theaters Friday. The actress, uh, she voices General Mayhem, a commander from the Star system who travels to Brickburg and kidnaps five key characters as part of the Queen Whatever Wannabe Master Plan. Uh, the actress was a big fan of the original Lego movie and is thrilled to be one of the main newcomers in the sequel. She says she got a kick out of seeing her character made in an actual toy. And uh, in the coming weeks, I'll be doing a, uh, I will schedule a rebroadcast uh, interview with Joe Lotrulia from Brooklyn Nine-Nine in the coming weeks. Maybe next week, I might just re- might do that. Um, there's a new co-star in Andy Cohen's life. The TV host welcomed his first child, a baby boy named Benjamin Allen Cohen, who's named after his grandfather, on Monday evening through a surrogate. Now, Cohen wrote in an Instagram post, quote, I'm in love and speechless and eternally grateful to an incredible surrogate, and I'm a dad. Wow, unquote. Cohen said that the baby was born at 9 pounds, 2 ounces, and 20 inches long. The black-and-white Instagram post showed Cohen cradling the newborn against his chest. The Watch What Happened Live host, revealed in uh, December that he had the first child on the way and that the baby was expected to be born within two months. And uh, Andy is 50 years old, so I guess this was the time in his life where he was ready to uh, take on uh, fatherhood. So uh, so uh, congratulations to Andy. Congratulations to Andy. Uh, right now we have 16 minutes Left remaining in the show I'm going to also take another uh, Music break And when we come back I'm going to give you the last remaining uh, Story of the day So don't you go anywhere Oh, you know what? I'm sorry, we don't have time for the other music Um, So let me just continue on Um, Sam Lloyd uh, The actor on the popular Medical sitcom Scrubs is battling cancer, unfortunately, shortly after he just welcomed his first child. Lloyd, who portrayed the lawyer Ted on the long-running TV series, uh, underwent surgery last month within a day of doctors finding a mass on his brain during a CT scan. And according to a GoFundMe page set up to help the actor and his wife, the GoFundMe has raised more than $20,000 of its $100,000 goal. Now, Lloyd is uh, 55. He appeared on 95 episodes of Scrub. His other credits include appearances on Modern Family, Cougar Town, and in the movie Flubber. 
the GoFundMe page said that Lloyd and Vanessa recently welcomed a son named Weston. Oh, wow. Uh, best of luck for him. Mm. And uh, Katy Perry, Casey Musgrave, Musgrave, Little Big Town, and Marin Morris will hit the Grammy Awards stage on Sunday, February 10th, for a tribute to Dolly Parton. The Follow Your Arrow singer, Musgrave, confirmed the news on Tuesday, February 5th, revealing that performing Dolly's songs at the Grammy is a lifelong dream. It's not the first time Katie and Casey have shared a stage. They performed each other's song for a Crossroads TV special in 2014. Parton, the 2019 Music Care Person of the Year, will also hit the stage for the first time in 18 years to perform tracks from her 2018 album, Dumpling the soundtrack to the new Netflix movie of the same name. Now, meanwhile, Camila Cabello will open the show by joining fellow Latino stars Jay Baldwin, Ricky Martin, and Arturo Sandoval for a colorful set. Cardi B, Dan and Shay, Post Malone, Shawn Mendes, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Diana Ross have also been confirmed to perform at the Staples Centers in Los Angeles. And BTS, the Bangtan Boys, is coming to the 61st Annual Grammy Awards. Even though the South Korean group will not be taking the stage to perform their hit single, it has been confirmed that they are named among the presenters for the upcoming award-giving event. Variety first broke the news. Now, it's not yet known what award the group will present at the show. Aside from presenting, BTS is also nominated for Best Recording Package category for their Love Yourself Tear album, or Tear album. Uh, they are all they are up against the likes of uh, Saint Vincent's Mass Education, The Chairman's The Offering, and Foxhole Well Kept Thing. Soon after the news first hit the Internet, fans of BTS immediately took to social media to express their excitement to see their idols making an appearance at the biggest night in the music industry. The 61st Annual Grammy Awards will be hosted by Alicia Keys and broadcast live from the Staples Center in Los Angeles on CBS on Sunday night, February 10th. Kendrick Lamar leads the nomination with eight nods. Wow. And R. Kelly is refusing to let his sexual assault scandal derail his career by booking a world tour. The I Believe I Can Fly hitmaker will head out on the road in Australia, New Zealand, and Sri Lanka, according to a post on the singer Instagram account. In December, it was announced that the 52-year-old was planning a tour, but Kelly took to social media to dismiss the report as fake. Kelly has been dominating headlines in recent weeks thanks to the release of the documentary series Surviving R. Kelly, which details the decades of physical, sexual, and mental abuse allegations leveled against the star by a string of women. He has firmly denied all the claims made against him. And it's been nearly 20 years since the Backstreet Boys' last top Billboard 200 the five-piece group new album DNA arrived atop the chart, marking their third number one album. The effort racked up 234,000 equivalent album units, including 227,000 in traditional album sales in the week ending February 1st. And this is according to Nielsen Music. 
Uh, Backstreet Boys last topped the chart in 2000 when Black and Blue spent two weeks atop the charts. That's the longest gap between number ones for a group since 2010 when Sade returned at number one after more than 21, uh, sorry, 24 years with Soldier of Love. Meanwhile, the sales of DNA marked the biggest for a top album in nearly a year since Justin Timberlake's Man of the Woods arrived with 239,000 units last year. And Constant Wu is officially joining Jennifer Lopez in the upcoming movie Hustlers at Scores. Following the success of her TV show Fresh Off the Bow and roles as Rachel Shu in the hit romantic comedy Crazy Rich Asians, Wu has signed on to star in Lopez's next project, a real-life revenge drama. The film will be based on Jessica Pressler's 2015 New York Magazine article titled The Hustler at Scores, which center on a group of exotic dancers living in New York City in the late 2000s who get their revenge on wealthy, drunk, and abusive clients by maxing out their credit cards after they passed out. Lopez and her business partner, Elaine Goldsmith-Thomas, will also serve as co-executive producers for the movie. The 49-year-old is currently promoting um, rom-com Second Act and is next set to appear in the TV movie Bye Bye Birdie Live. And Steven Spielberg has agreed to settle a $10 million lawsuit with a man who sued the director's company over its use of a Jurassic World marketing slogan. According to court documents obtained by the blast, Frederick uh, Zacchio of Conservation Organization, the Dinosaur Project, has filed documents revealing he has reached an agreement to resolve this matter with Spielberg company Amblin Entertainment. Now, the Blast Preview report lawyers for the company filed court documents in a case brought by Zacchio, who claimed uh, Zacchio, who claimed that producer breached an agreement to license the phrase uh, "Save the Dinos" to use in the movie marketing, and requested the case dismissal. Zacchio alleged that his agreement with Amblin allowed the slogan to be used to promote the movie but not to sell clothing as his venture produced apparel bearing the phrase. The phrase, Save the Dinos, was used in viral videos featuring Bryce Dallas, Howard's character in the movie, Claire Deering, the, le- the, the leader of the group trying to save Jurassic World dinosaurs from extinction, and Zacchio alleged producer breached their licensing agreement by selling items, including shirts, socks, and other clothing items. The campaigners filed a suit requesting more than $10 million in damages for breach of contract, trademark infringement, and unfair competition. Now, Spielberg Amblin Entertainment fired back, denying all allegations of wrongdoing and demanded the suit be dismissed and argued that Zacchio did not have the wild trademark to file the lawsuit and argued that the use of the slogan was protected by the First Amendment. Universal City Studios also countersued Zacchio's accusing him of breaching their original deal, claiming to have paid him $50,000 to use the phrase. However, the agreement reportedly include all claims against the other and means the case will be officially closed. And a new CNN investigative series is set to explore just that, as over a dozen people close to the late singer James Brown has said that they want an autopsy or a criminal investigation on his death. Now, Dr. Marvin Kraft Crawford, who signed uh, 
James Brown's death certificate at Atlanta Hospital in 2006 is reportedly among the skeptics. In an exclusive interview with CNN, Crawford said he never believed Brown died of natural causes. Brown's official cause of death was allegedly of a heart attack and fluent in the lungs at age six, uh, 73 on Christmas Day uh, 2006. Twelve years later, his manager, widow, son, and several friends and associates all claim to have questions about the death of the music icon, questions that can only be answered by forensic investigators per CNN. There's also the circus singer who not only claimed Brown was murdered, but also that he raped her. CNN's three-part series featured an interview with nearly 140 people and also examines the 1996 death of Adrian Brown, James Brown's third wife. Adrian reportedly died while recovering from plastic surgery, but a friend believed she too was murdered. The suspicion was heightened in 2017 when a police informant alleged that a doctor confessed to murdering Adrian with a fatal drug overdose. CNN interviewed that, that doctor who denied the allegations. CNN spent almost two years researching Brown's life and uncovering details about his secret history. Hundreds of people were interviewed, leading to many unanswered questions. Wow. That should be interesting. And Star Wars star John Boyega will reportedly executive produce the South African crime thriller God is Good, which is being described by producers as in the veins of Prisoners and City of God, according to Deadline. The actor is also launching a record label, Upper Room Records, to oversee the film's soundtrack. Set in Cape Town, Cape Flats, the English-language film will follow a reformed gangster-turned-pastor and a volatile detective who cross paths after an act of brutal violence set them on a collision course with a, uh, with a, a, Hindu, uh, with a some kind of Hinduist gang lieutenant. Uh, the film is written to be directed by first-time South African feature filmmaker William Grobler, and Boyega's newly formed Upper Room Records will oversee the soundtrack, which will feature emergent South African rapper Youngster CPT, who himself grew up in the Cape Flats. Casting discussions are underway with the shoot plan for spring of this year. Wow. Right now, we have here about four minutes left remaining in the show. I'd like to thank everybody who tuned in to the show today. Make sure uh, you tune in this Saturday. That's right, Saturday, February the 9th. It's my annual pre-Valentine Day show. It begins at 11 p.m. Eastern. If you don't have any weekend plans or you're not doing anything on Saturday night or you want to take a break from uh social media or take a break from your phone, you want some quiet time and you want to listen to some nice, soothing, relaxed music, tune in, keep me company, join me Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern. Every year I do an annual music show with some of my favorite love songs and slow jams from the R&B genre. Again, that's this Saturday at 11 p.m. That's February 9th, and it's my pre-Valentine Day show uh, in honor of Lover's Holiday. So make sure you tune in. Also, don't forget to, if you are a music lover and you want to know what your, if any of your favorite recording artists will win a Grammy this year, make sure you tune in on Sunday, uh, February the 10th, for the Grammy Awards on the Sunday night on CBS with uh, their host, Alicia Keys. 
Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Make sure you tune in. Join me this Saturday, and I will talk to you next time. Take care.